So it's just like good old fashioned gems where we kind of just, <laughs> just kind of know, happens, just banter. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Eventually introduce the show and, a good three minutes in. Four and minutes this in. is where I yell at you because you abandoned me last week. I did. That was very funny. <laughs> did you? Did you listen to my oh, yeah. solo extravaganza? <laughs> <You were> like, <laughs> it's like he's left me. Left me for dead. Yep. Evan left me last week, but he's back. We're back together. Yes, we've repaired together. our our broken relationship. Yeah, we've mended <laughs> mended all ailments. Do need. And this Jake. is the Gems of History podcast. This is. So I'm Jacob Shop with Evan Roosh. Yes, hello everyone. And Jacob came bearing gifts, which is very appropriate. Yeah, uh, only considering uh, my Christmas tree is still up and <laughs> a month and a half late, but. Yeah, he got me a shirt that says, proud parent of a black lab that is sometimes an asshole, and that's okay. And that's okay. And that's just the ultimate description of the third lovely lady who's always on the pod, my puppy Mizuki. Yeah, you might hear her because she's scrambling around upstairs, <laughs> so yeah. she'll, she'll come down here at some point. But yeah. yeah, and then I also started making homemade drinks, and I've made my first batch of mead, which if you don't know what mead is... It's uh, basically wine made from honey, and it's my first time making it, and honestly, I'm very surprised with how good it turned out. I'm not going to lie to you. When you came down and said, hey, I made some mead, and do you want to try some? It was the ultimate, like, all right. I'm putting my faith in you. <laughs> like, is this going to kill me? I'm putting a lot of faith in you and like my stomach. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, pleasant surprise that it turned out as good as it did so you gotta go into a little bit of like what the process is for me because i know you said it's easy yeah it's, but when uh, you say like you ferment something and we're not brewers you kind of have to dig into that it is honestly like one of the most simple things i've ever done you honest uh, so i found a recipe online it's from a youtube channel called tasting history and he's super good at what he does he just goes into the history of like what he makes for that day or for that video and he did one on mead and he found a recipe in like a book from like the 1400s, I think it was. And so he just followed that recipe. And basically all you do is you get four parts water, uh, one part honey, you boil the water, then take it off the heat, put honey into it, stir it in till it mixes and dissolves, turn the heat down and let it simmer for a while. Then you take, take it off the heat, let it cool down to a certain temperature so that it doesn't kill the yeast when you put it in. Then mm-hmm. you put the yeast in put it into some sort of other container and then you put like a lid on it but you don't seal it and then you just let it sit and ferment for as long as you want i did it for a week the longer you do it the more alcoholic it's supposed to be and then after that you move it to another container get all the yeast out of it and good to go we're about a year i'm calling our shot or your shot i guess for next year (laughs) Next year, you're going to just like start selling this on the side. I guarantee. If I start making enough of it, I might because it's like it's really easy and it tastes good. How does one find yeast? Or is that going to be a silly question? Can you get that out of a grocery store? Yeah, you can just get it at a grocery store. I mean, I just use regular baking yeast, but you can get like there's different types of yeast, like ale yeast for beer Mm -hmm. or. Like you can make yeast out of a lot of natural ingredients. Like I've heard of people making it out of apples. I don't know how you do that. That part's way above my pay grade. But yeah, you can get it pretty much anywhere or just go on Amazon and they have a bunch of different kinds. For our premium listeners, Jacob will brew you your own separate <laughs> and customizable yeast or not yeast to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one was really easy. So it's basically just honey water. And then I put a little bit of cinnamon in this one. So Ooh, you can definitely taste it. It's very good. But you can put whatever you want pretty much into it. So. Yeah. It's your mead, yeah. Welcome to Mead Corner. <laughs> mead Corner. <laughs> That's the first edition. Let us know if you like it. Uh, but today we're going to do a very relaxed episode. Uh, we have episode 100 coming up, and we are very excited to celebrate that milestone. But to get ready for those episodes, we kind of need a little bit more time to prepare. So we decided we're just going to do a little fun time episode. Yeah, you get a little fun boy here, a little bite-sized of... I have a few stories, and of course, we're going to be covering some new stories, but they're pretty. I'm always ridiculous, I think, in my topics and like oh, what I bring to the program. You're not ready for mine, then. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, t- we just went on to the good old internet and found some fun news stories. Uh, I, I know two of mine are actually like somewhat historical, 
and one of them is not at all. I just thought it was insane. So, <laughs> so it's it kind of fits the theme, I guess. That is always fun. Well, do you want to start, or should I start with my first one? Uh, I, I can start. I'll give you a choice. Do you want a cryptid story, a somewhat true crime story, or an ancient Egypt story first? You know what? I love to start with the cryptid. Let's go back to like our Mothman okay. type episodes. Okay, so this... When all we did was talk about Mothman statues, but... And the sound that it makes. <laughs> and the, yeah. <laughs> so if I can get rid of all of these ads that keep popping up on my screen... I yeah, we do not story. pay for ad blocker on the Gens of History nope. podcast. Okay, so this comes from HuffPost.com. Researcher thinks he solved Bigfoot mystery. And you can do the math, too. So when I'm thinking of researching Bigfoot, I do not see a lot of math involved. I don't either, but It was actually just goodwill hunting, and Bigfoot was the <laughs> one that like solves the equation on the, the math. This guy board. takes cryptid hunting, like the nerd aspect of it, to just a new height, I guess, by doing math with it. Yeah, that's why I don't like the cryptid hunting. Don't make it real science. I want assumptions. And I want a guy yodeling in the woods making Bigfoot noises. Like, I, yeah, I want Bigfoot calls. Exactly. wonder what that one has to be like. like <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it sounds like, like, ha, ha, ha. That's your Bigfoot. That's, that's what they sound like, it's, I'm pretty sure. It's Bigfoot just constantly stepping on Legos <laughs> and assorted rocks. <laughs> or like, it's like a mom Bigfoot yelling at a kid Bigfoot. <laughs> so. A data scientist thinks he's solved the mystery of Bigfoot, not by searching for the creature out in the wilds, but by examining the math instead. In a new preprint study published online in BioRxiv, whatever that is, oh. data analyst Flo Foxen says many sightings could actually be black bears which can be roughly the size and shape of a Sasquatch when walking on their hind legs. He's even come up with a simple formula. So already, this guy is making it way less fun. <laughs> a lot less fun. I, if he wasn't like in the forest, like strange wilderness type style, then I don't really but, love it. What a, what a name, Flo Foxen. That sounds like a made-up name. That's one of the stronger names that we've heard on the show. I don't this know. This is a show of names. I don't know if it is a strong name. I feel like it's the definition of a name that gets made fun of. Flow, like if he's like a little bit heavier set, he is. he's a heavy flow. Oh, yeah. I don't know what he and looks now, like. Now we're attracting bears. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how he got started. <laughs> that's how. So he's even come up with a simple formula. Sasquatch, Sasquatch sightings were statistics statistically significantly associated with bear populations such that on the average one quote-unquote sighting is expected for every 900 bears based on statistical considerations it is likely that many supposed sasquatch are really misidentified known forms 900 bears equals one sighting of a sasquatch yes so if you ever get that on your acts how many bears <laughs> equals one sasquatch the answer is 900 say you and your friends are getting a pizza and you run into 900 bears is it bears or is it sasquatch this is like would you rather take on a hundred horse or a hundred uh duck-sized horses or one <laughs> horse-sized <Size> duck, duck. <laughs> in our so, reality i think that's duck-sized horses for Personally, for me. Oh, yeah. But. You can kick those things pretty far. <laughs> can if, you imagine the nays? <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> if Bigfoot is there, he writes, it may be many bears. No. So you should probably get out of the area. <laughs> Are they? The way he phrases that, it makes it sound like they're like mighty morphin megazord, where there's like a <laughs> bunch of bears climbing onto each other. <laughs> The study includes a map showing black bear populations and Bigfoot sightings overlapping in some places, especially the Pacific nor Northwest. But it also shows two big exceptions, Texas and Florida. The two states have had plenty of Bigfoot sightings, but Texas has no real bear population, and Florida has only a small presence. Bears in Florida? Like what? <laughs> or sightings in Florida? I As feel if like Florida needed more. That was Florida just kind of grasping. Like, we haven't been in the news for a little bit. Let's try to big, bring Bigfoot into this. Right. Usually when people say they've seen something like Bigfoot, they aren't lying about what they think they saw, he told the Telegraph newspaper. But that doesn't mean they aren't mistaken. Foxen's, an 
Foxin's analysis cites previous studies, including a 2009 report published in the Journal of Biogeography that also found a distinct overlap between black bear populations and Bigfoot sightings. The authors of that study wrote that the overlap suggests that many sightings of this cryptozoid may be cases of mistaken identity. Cryptozoid, now it really is like Power Rangers. (laughs) They're throwing out weird words. Also, the Journal of Biogeography. Never seen the word biogeography before. There's a lot of new words in here for me. That also seems like a website that, from the sounds of it, sounds very legit, like probably peer peer reviewed. But if you go to like that.net, I'm sure it's just like the worst website of all time. Yeah. However, this guy that doesn't believe that Bigfoot is real told the Telegraph that spotting a three foot eel in a one would be a one in 500 or he told the telegraph that spotting a three-foot eel would be a one in 50,000 event in the Loch Ness area for an eel that's about 20 feet or more big enough to be mistaken for Nessie the probability is practically next to zero so he believes that Loch Ness is like the Loch Ness monster is more likely to be real than Bigfoot no, I guess that one kind of makes more sense. When you do bring the math into it, like it does make sense now. So, But also, just let us have this. Loch Ness was put in there by a wizard named Macbeth or something like that. Yeah. So, in conclusion, Bigfoot is 900 bears, but the Loch Ness monster is probably real. I'm just picturing 900 bears doing like the fusion from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> fusion! Ha! And a Sasquatch is born. And a Sasquatch is... With the power of 900 bears, look out. If Sasquatch wasn't scary already, then 900 bear power. I truly think Sasquatch is probably just like the chillest dude. Or dude, I'd imagine. I don't think he's got any reason to be not chill. Right. Do you think that Sasquatch wouldn't be aggressive? I'm feeling like it's just like, hey, you're kind of having a picnic here. It'd just be like Yogi Berra. Yeah, I think he just kind of like hangs out. I don't think he has any ambition to really do anything. No malicious intent. (laughs) I mean, he's never done anything, has he? (laughs) There's never been notable Bigfoot attacks or anything. That is true. There's never been, when you hear Bigfoot or even Loch Ness, it's never been, yes, this thing hurt me or my family or my property. It's I saw a thing. Yeah, like you hear about werewolf stories and stuff. It's like it chased me up a tree or like tried to lure me into an empty field. It's like, <laughs> I don't think Bigfoot's doing that. No, I don't think we need to worry about Bigfoot at all. But what was the, oh, Skinwalkers. Yeah. That's the one that like I recently went down a rabbit hole of Those Skinwalker scary, and man. like the videos too, where it's just a human. Uh, and you I just cannot... hear like in the distance, like, help. I just got I just got shivers right there. The thing with skinwalkers is that like the the Native American tribes that believe in it so hard don't tell anyone like anything about them. So mm. they they take it so seriously, which is what sketches me out. There was a I forget what it's called, but it was a show on Netflix where they actually dive into like Native American. Like they're following this the police force of a Native American uh reservation. Reservation, thank you. And they talk about skinwalkers, and the stories that they tell are just the creepiest things yep. that you'll ever hear. And it's just, it's like, why, why, why do the skinwalkers have to already pick on me? <laughs> like this already uh, picked on people? But well, and it, the the lore behind it is that like it's a family member who killed another family member and ate part of them or something like that to become a skinwalker. So you already know they're capable of killing you. And eating. They yep. have a very specific cuisine yep. requirement. Evan, what, what's your first story all about? So my first story, of course, with the Super Bowl right around the corner, is actually tied around Super Bowl rings. So I do have two for you, which I'll just quickly read off. It'll be, I promise, it'll be back-to-back and quick. But as you know, uh, in American sports, the Super Bowl and just achieving a Super Bowl ring is by far, I would say, probably the highest probably flex in all sports if not like the highest accomplishment to in have. america yeah especially with tom brady recently retiring and he holds up seven of those bad <laughs> yeah. boys and there's only been like 50 plus i like, saw a breakdown of his career and they separated into three sections like two for the patriots career and then one for tampa bay right he's got like three mvp seasons and like three rings almost each se- each separate 
section of his career. It's insane. That truly is unbelievable. But these rings, if you've ever seen them, they're huge, right? And they're always decked out. They're worth tens of thousands. And depending on the year, like some of the older ones go for like hundreds of thousands of dollars on auction. And you wear them. If you receive one, you obviously wear them with pride. But last summer, a Super Bowl ring actually became the center of an international political controversy. Ooh. So in 2005, Patriots owner Robert Kraft, also infamous for visiting, he likes allegedly <laughs> he visiting likes Rub and Tugs in, yeah. in, hey, in Florida. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, but he met with Russian President Vladimir Putin in St. Petersburg. Putin asked to see Kraft's Super Bowl ring and immediately pocketed it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and this is 2005. This is, this is reason to start a war. Right. Like, this is 2005, so I'm pretty sure that's, like, the Patriots' first Super Bowl ring. So it's not like he's got spares It's definitely his point. first one, yeah. But Poon claimed that it was a gift, and for a long time, Kraft just kind of, like, laughed it off, went along with the story, like, expecting to get it back. But last summer, reports emerged that Kraft never intended to give the ring to Putin, of course. And John McCain actually called on Putin to return it last September, but unless it has been secretly returned, Putin so still, still has, has it. it? Yeah, Putin. Oh my gosh. The leader of, some would say, the opposite of the free world <laughs> has a Super Bowl <laughs> ring. <laughs> so he's got just as many rings as Aaron Rodgers does. Oh, that, that's true. <laughs> Vladimir Putin has just as many rings as as uh, our lovely hippie quarterback. And you can't even like, that's not something you can just say that there was a language barrier that we were like, oh, he didn't no. understand what he was saying. No, no, he just straight up stole that. There's translators as <laughs> yeah. well. Like, yeah. why, why was Robert Kraft meeting with him? Uh, Robert Kraft does does a lot of things, I would say. Uh, hey, I mean, that's we're all little... talking about the like billionaire, probably just a millionaire, but regardless, that who is... goes to sex alleged allegedly goes to <laughs> rub and tug massage parlors but that's a scary proposition that he's meeting with like heads of state from different countries with a lot of power right like for what <laughs> and now i can see why people believe in secret governments like <laughs> so russia interfered with six additional super bowls post that meeting yep exactly that's what <laughs> that's how they won all of them okay. now it's coming together yeah, yeah. conspiracy is born so, our next Super Bowl ring story uh, occurred on a flight to New York City in 1981, where Jerry Kramer, who was a former Packers linebacker, he was on the teams with Vince Lombardi when they won the NFL titles before they were called Super Bowls, as well as the first two Super Bowls. But Jerry Kramer went to the bathroom and took off his Super Bowl one ring to wash his hands. A few minutes after he got back to his seat, he realized that he left it in the bathroom. Ooh. When he went back to go get it, the ring was gone. The flight attendant and pilot asked for its return, and nobody stepped forward. However, a woman on the plane told Kramer that she was a psychic, and that she could see the ring wrapped in tissue paper inside a pocketbook, being held by a little old lady. Ooh. So Jerry Kramer, who at this time, I mean, it's 1980s. beat up an old lady. <laughs> yeah, she is storming up and down the plane. Looking at every single person, trying to identify an old lady. However, he couldn't find anyone to match this description. He's quoted saying, I waited for several years to get a ransom note, but nothing ever happened. <laughs> ransom note. Yeah. <laughs> we have your son. <laughs> Fast forward to 2006, so 25 years later after it was stolen. The ring popped up on eBay. <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> Uh, when the auction company found out that the ring had been stolen, it pulled the sale and returned the ring to Kramer. This is why, folks, we never take off our rings, let alone Super Bowl rings, ever. I mean, <laughs> I, I have this ring that I've been wearing that I got it from my aunt. It was my grandpa's old ring. And I put this in the pocket of my pants when I was doing something at home. And I forgot that I put it in there. And then I folded up the pants and then put them in my closet and I forgot about it and I like freaked myself out for an entire day because I could not find it. So imagine if that was a Super Bowl one ring. I think it'd be like exponentially worse. 
I can't imagine. Like I always have that the day after a night out of socializing. It's like, where's my phone? Yeah. Like the anxiety that hits you there. I can't imagine if it's a Super Bowl one ring. Well, that's why I was freaking out about this one because I had worn it out a couple nights before and I didn't remember if I brought it home with me. So I was like, did this fall off my hand at a bar or something and now it's gone forever? But, oh my gosh. I mean, just put in perspective, the Super Bowl one ring right now, depending on whose it was, but they're typically going for a hundred grand. <laughs> yeah. And like, let's say that's a Vince Lombardi or it's just like an NFL Hall of Famer. That's probably like 200. Yeah. That's a pretty penny. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he got it back eventually. That's more, that's- more, than, more than Robert Kraft. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that is wild. Well, do you want to take a trip to Mississippi, Evan? I mean, in this story, yeah, let's do it. Okay, cool. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been like, you know, where I really want to visit. So this story comes from APnews.com. Headline, Police, Golfer bit man's nose off in argument over golf game. <laughs> See, this is, this is more believable than like the entire Sasquatch. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Like listening or reading or hearing that title just like yeah i that i get that I, i've had some bad golf games with like my friends but i don't think i've ever gotten that upset about it right you've seen me probably slam a club or two oh, yeah. like into the ground and then just be like Oof, almost lost my cool <laughs> but yeah i don't think i've ever just wanted to bite someone's nose off so this is in bay st louis mississippi an argument between two men over a golf game led to one golfer to led one golfer to bite the nose off the other in the parking lot of a casino, police said. Mark Wells, 51, of Biloxi, initially fled the scene in a Tesla before turning himself in, Bay St. Louis police chief Tony Schwartz said in a news release. A f- that's the most like it's a it's a a grown man he drives a tesla oh, yeah. i assume he's he's playing golf or casino i assume he's like a normal businessman that's yeah. just like had a really bad day this is like a tame version of the guy who ate the dude's face in florida or whatever that was like oh. 10 years ago was he not, i think that was like bath salts yeah they or said it was bath salts at first but it wasn't or something but yeah this is like the the, the super uh i don't know what you want to call it like ritzy version of that because he's like yeah. playing golf and he's driving a tesla yeah, <laughs> this he, is the upscale he fled the scene in a tesla like <laughs> yeah. all right they kind of lost all sympathy for him now the nose was not found as the victim was taken to the hospital wxxv tv reported the ultimate got your nose yeah <laughs> where, but where did it go where did like, what did he do with it did he did, did he, he eat swallow it, it? Ooh. Yeah, do you he, think you want it back at that point like Prosthetics are prosthetics I, are good enough. I mean, you know? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but also, there's no way that can be on your face. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I think you could probably. It's all just like cartilage, so you'd think that they could just give you like some sort of like rubbery one to replace it, right? Or maybe like you know, like you mentioned, it's cartilage, so it's always growing. He's just planning on like it to grow back. Or he's going to be Voldemort. Or oh my god, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the Voldemort origin story. Finally, no. Officers responding to a complaint of an assault at the Hollywood Casino Monday night arrived to find a victim with a disfiguring facial injury, the statement said. Quote, the investigation determined that suspect Mark Curtis Wells bit the nose off of the victim, end quote, Schwartz said. Officers were told that Wells and the victim had been arguing throughout the day over a golf game they played at the resort's course. Wells was charged with felony mayhem and booked on into the Hancock County Jail, where he paid the required 10% of a $50,000 bond himself and walked out within the hour, WXXV reported. How? You bit someone's nose off. How were you just able to walk out? Yeah, I mean, well, because he hasn't technically been charged with anything yet. He's just been or uh, he's been charged. He hasn't been convicted of anything yet. So oh, sure. still got a service day in court. But yeah, he <laughs> I love that he drives off he plays playing golf at a resort with a casino and then drives off in a Tesla and pays five thousand dollar bail, like the five thousand dollars that he needed to cover of a fifty thousand dollar bail to get himself out of it's like the most 
privileged story of biting a man's nose I've ever heard. <laughs> Have you stumbled across many yeah, uh, biting I'll, a man's I'll, nose? Yeah. I look these up every day. <laughs> that is absolutely wild. And I'm so, all right, let's try to put our golfing caps on. What do you think the argument is? Like that he kicked his ball a little bit. That's he didn't a, fix like, a divvy. And it's throughout the day. Oh, right. Like, how are you arguing about something in a golf game for the rest of the day with someone? Unless they made, like, a big bet on something. That's where I could see it. Like, a Michael Jordan-type story type yeah. bet. But I don't know. According to the Biloxi Sun-Herald, Wells faces up to seven years in prison if convicted of the felony, which state law defines as premeditated, quote, crime committed with the intent to kill in which the suspect mutilates, disfigures, disables, or destroys someone's tongue, eye, lip, nose, limb, or another body part. End quote. An official at the jail wouldn't say whether Wells has a lawyer who would comment on his behalf. I assume this man driving a Tesla probably has a pretty good lawyer, so... You would think so, yeah. Or he is a lawyer. Or he is a lawyer, yeah. yeah. I assume he's probably doing like two years. If that. If that. I could see like 18 months and he's out on probation he'll probably just be like judge come on i also like that they said that he had intent to kill him <laughs> like i with, don't know <laughs> with, yeah i'm guessing it's pretty tough to kill someone with those chompers that we have in our yeah head. but i mean i guess he did bite fully bite a man's nose off so that is pretty extreme just can't imagine the just like following biting someone's nose off the yeah <laughs> oh. to just have that in your that's so gross i'm yeah. sorry for people listening i didn't need to describe it seven years too much not enough what do you think i honestly feel like that's spot on yeah you know? i think so too like because he didn't kill anybody right but he also disfigured a man for the rest of his life can you get su- i assume that the guy who now has no nose now can sue him for medical damage oh i would assume so yeah like get a if tesla he- <laughs> hey there's perks, I guess. Hey, there's some perks. <laughs> but yeah, I think seven years would be an appropriate sentence for this man. Right. I'm sure it was, pro- I mean, maybe seven years, maybe a lifetime of like counseling. <laughs> maybe some This therapy. guy needs some sort of, some he sort can't of play golf anymore. That's for sure. There's no club that should allow him. No. He's, at, he's golfing at Arrowhead now. <laughs> if the wife's at home and he said like, I'm just going fishing with the boys, don't let him leave the house. Right, and all he, all you can hear is the jingle jangle of clubs. <laughs> yeah, and then he's got like a, a nose tied to his bag. <laughs> right, so people know that. Yeah. Oh, that's you. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a very wild story well, out of Mississippi. Kind of in the same vein, my next story here. Um, first, we'll, we have to read the headline, of course. But, fully clothed bathing burglar found in Seattle bathroom. Okay. Any guesses on where this story goes? <laughs> not, not, not even a little bit. So he's fully clothed in the bathtub of a Seattle house. <laughs> yep. So a man suspected of breaking into a Seattle home has refused to come clean. Nice one. <laughs> nice one associated press. Who wrote this? What's his name? Does it have the name of the author? It does not. Oh, I don't dang. see it. But yeah. Can't give him credit. Can't give him credit. But a man suspected of breaking into a sale home has refused to, again, come, come clean. clean about his intentions, even though police found him fully clothed in a bathtub filled with water, which that just, well, maybe he's doing like a two for one combo, like clean body, clean clothes, clean soul. So just to be sure, this this isn't at his house, right? Oh, no. Okay, a good. <laughs> woman returned to her home Friday night to found, or to, excuse me. To find a window smashed and an unknown man inside the house, which now you're probably thinking it's very scary. malicious. Intent. That's scary. She remained outside the home and called the police. And upon the police's arrival, officers instructed anyone inside to come out. When they got no reply, they went in to search the home and found the suspect in the bathroom. That's almost scarier than having someone like break into your house and then you find them like in your bedroom or something it's like this guy's so insane that he's just chilling oh he's like little... he, he went through the process of physically breaking into your home he's and, like... he's, and then he sits in the bathtub fully clothed like that is not a sane man yeah he had in a home that he broke into he turned on the tub yeah 
Like that's, that is insane. <laughs> like w- you have no idea what this man's next move is going to be. He may just take out the plunger and start plunging your toilet. Who's <laughs> he's just like he's snaking your sink. He's just a, the world's like most helpful plumber. He's just, yeah, he's just an out of work plumber. <laughs> the police say the man was clothed but very wet, and the bathtub was full of water. Thanks for letting us know he was wet, police. The twenty-seven-year-old man. Well, that's not a good sign. That's uh, coming up on that. That's uh, coming yeah. up on my bathtub fully clothed this days. Is, this is our bathtub fully clothed year. <laughs> uh, the man was arrested for residential bur- burglary and refused to explain his actions, including why he was in the bathtub. So now we're going to speculate a little bit why he was in the bathtub. <sighs> Do you think I have absolute like? There's nothing that I could possibly think of that would give me a reason why he'd be in the bathtub, especially. Because if he's there to steal, why are he's literally like the wet? Is this Marv from Home Alone? <laughs> or because yeah, he didn't take anything? He didn't take anything. He did stuff with water. Lo- he took the water, I guess. He actually owes like fifty three cents on the <laughs> yeah, lady's water bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're Utility. in a drought these days, you know. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's Seattle, man. But that just also seems like a very Seattle story at this point. Like the Pacific had, Northwest seems a little It didn't wacky. say anything about him being on any substances or anything. As of right now, as of January 28th, so a few days ago when this came out, we do not know if there were any drugs involved. Because if he's just bone sober, that is absolutely terrifying. That's like if people are, do- if he's doing that without any like, oh, sorry, man, the drank. Maybe he just had maybe he had a, an important job interview coming up. <laughs> He's like, I gotta freshen up. He's like, man, I kind of smell like shit. <laughs> I gotta get in the tub. I could see this being a homeless person, and they just did it to do it. Oh, absolutely, did it to do I mean, it we to just get arrested. Had, and we like, did just say, have that really cold snap that came oh through. God, so yeah. I don't know. Maybe this guy's a homeless guy wanted to get out of the cold, and then he had to sit in the bathtub to get rid of his hypo- or his uh, frostbite. Yeah. When you put it that way, that makes a lot I don't more know. sense. That oh. makes it a lot more sad. That makes it a lot more sad <laughs> but, and a lot less fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I also, I, I'm on the same level of believing that as believing that this guy is totally out of his mind. Right. So. What do you use to break the window? Do you just like punch it? This story is lacking in a lot of details that would make this a lot clearer. Well, I'll, I'll follow, I'll, next week I'll follow up on this and give you an update about <laughs> we'll the- give a running tally on- The wet, the wet man. The wet, the wet bandit the wet that didn't bandits. steal anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess he could also just have been in there like, oh, I know a woman lives here, I'll just chill in the hot tub and it gets a little, even more like gruesome when yeah, you think of I, it that way. I have no idea because- he didn't steal anything. He didn't hurt her. Mm-mm. He didn't really do anything malicious, honestly, except breaking the window. He didn't even try to leave because I'm sure he knew that, like, yeah, the woman was outside. And like, once the cops show up, he didn't panic or anything. Yeah, he just did. He think this was like his house. Do you think he? Maybe. Ooh, dementia. Maybe. Ooh, yeah. That could be. I don't know how. Oh, he's 27. 27. I don't think that would be dementia. Is that early onset dementia? What's the one where it's like people are in their 20s and they go crazy? How early can you get dementia? That sounds like the word. <laughs> that sounds like a song from South Park. Younger onset dementia is used to describe any form of dementia that develops in people under the age of 65. Diagnosed in 50s, 40s, and even 30s. So it doesn't really say it's in the 20s. So I don't think this is dementia. Right. He could just be schizophrenic, though. That's the one I'm thinking of, yeah. In that 27. case, he just needs to be locked up somewhere. Yeah, 27 and doing shenanigans like this. Yeah, we need, to, we need to get the court records on this one so we can see what he says once he goes to trial. I will do my utmost best to sleuth. All right, it's, a, it's an ongoing story for the Gems of History podcast. I ready? just really hope our next update is, he's at it again. <laughs> yeah, or he's this got- This time like, in the hotel. He's got hotel. copycats. Like, <laughs> everyone's doing it now. Right, or it's just like the origin story of like the world's- Wait, what if this is just Aquaman? Or like the, uh, who's the Aquaman copycat in The Boys? Oh, The Deep. The Deep, yeah. yeah. It's this just is The, the deep, deep when he completely loses his mind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
All right. Evan, are you ready to go to ancient Egypt now? We're taking a trip around the world. Well, I did watch Yu-Gi-Oh! several times, so I think I've been there, but let's... let's this let's kind of goes it. along with that. Admire the 3,000-year-old condom of the Egyptian pharaoh Tutankhamun. Archaeologists are amazed. There was a real point for them to be like Tutankhamun, but I'm glad they didn't go yeah, there. Yeah, that would have been a good time. 3,000? Uh-huh. Do you want to come see how crusty this thing looks? I would turn my computer, but I think it might unplug everything. The thing so. is, the thing is, though, like I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Evan just I, got got to take a look at the picture that they have in the article, and I have my work computer, so I'm glad I didn't type that in. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> but looks, also, it has straps. Yep. Um. So when Tutankhamun's tomb was first discovered in 1922, archaeologist Howard Carter was stunned by the astonishing array of grave goods. More than 5,000 artifacts were left for the boy king to use in his afterlife. And Howard Carter notoriously stole a bunch of it. Oh my god. Oh, I, <laughs> I did a little this. YouTube short about this guy. He's not a very good guy. More than 5,000. Uh, but amongst all the gold, silver, ebony, ivory, precious jewelry, weapons, furniture, fine linen, and rare perfumes, a small piece of cloth caught the eye of the experts. Mm. It was King Tut's condom, and apparently it was deemed essential for him to take it into eternity. I mean, when you say, because he's the boy pharaoh. Yeah, like, he was like 13. He's a 13-year-old boy. Yep. <laughs> and they're like, we got his condom. But also that thing was... If, it's you know, very crusty. I'll post a picture of it research. when we post the episode. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Tutankhamun's condom, which contained traces of his DNA, consisted of a sheath made of fine linen soaked in olive oil and attached to a string that would have tied around his waist. You know, good for the writer of the article for saying sheath. <laughs> gets a sword. Yep. <laughs> Dated to 1350 BC, it is the oldest known condom in existence. If the condom was used for contraceptive rather than ritual purposes or the prevention of disease, it is unlikely to have been very effective. Well, also, this thing's like linen. Yeah. And that has holes in it. But also, owie. <laughs> And it's covered in olive oil. <laughs> that had to be weird. Ew. I mean, <laughs> first lube. It was just olive oil. It was KY brand. Greece's, Greece's uh, economy was just through the roof <laughs> because of olives. King Tut needs more olive oil. <laughs> he's only 13. Exactly. He's 13. Indeed, the remains of two fetuses were also found in his tomb, and genetic testing revealed King Tut was the father. Oh. So. So he was get, getting use out of it, no, or not. I just don't think it worked at all. He's just like back to the drawing board, <laughs> scientists of the era. But I, mean, I guess it makes sense that they would use something for like protective sex. Yeah, like protective sex really isn't like the newest. But they didn't have really any STDs back then. So did they really not? STDs kind of became a thing in like the yeah. Renaissance. Yeah, they kind of came around like. When we started fucking up real bad. <laughs> right. Well, also, we brought, well, not we, like us personally, but <laughs> Europeans brought uh, syphilis back from oh, yeah. the New World. Lots of that. <laughs> we did an episode. I remember it was like my, not an episode, but it's like a topic that I had for like the town of, I want to say like Florence, like literally had like syphilis zombies. Oh, yeah. Because people I remember got that. like so affected by it that they were like starting to lose their minds. Well, I remember when we did the Pirates episode, I talked about how oh, they yeah. tried to treat syphilis where they would inject mercury into their penis, like liquid mercury. Why does that sound like a superhero origin it's, story? That's, that sounds so awful. That is gross. Just like what's in a thermometer. Yeah, in your dick to try and cure a, like a very bad. STD. Do you think that preventative sex measures were only used for pharaohs? Like, probably. You think well, they're the only one that like had access to it? No, I would think that other people would probably do it. You think the like, I mean, commoners like just have? Well, I guess it's probably also it's like just this have is linen. linen. Yeah, it's just linen. So. It's the olive oil though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the ancient Egyptians had other methods of contraception too. The Cahun medical papyrus, also known as the gynecological papyrus which has been dated to around 1825 BC, recommends the use of a mixture of crocodile dung and some other now unknown ingredients as a contraceptive. This, mix this mixture would then be formed into a pessary. Pessary? I don't know what a pessary is. 
Google. I couldn't tell you, but also crocodile dung, huh? A pessary is a removable device that is inserted into the vagina to provide support in the area of a prolapse. Okay. Now we all know that. (laughs) (laughs) Look at us talking about women's health after our full month of Right after we talked about crocodile dung. Oh. (laughs) According to one hypothesis, the dung of crocodiles is alkaline in nature, thus acting as a spermicide. Oh. So ladies, if you can't find birth control, grab some crocodile shit. And a mixture, there's a mixture though, so we don't know what the other stuff was. Well, I mean, I feel like only our listeners in Florida have uh, access That's true, to this. Unless you go to the zoo. I actually heard that uh, there's been an increase in like zoo break-ins because people are trying to like sell the animals. <laughs> like uh, exotic animal dealers, oh. like they're trying to like break in. Thanks, and- Tiger King. For real, yeah. Do you also see that uh, Carol Baskin's husband is he? They were he was found alive. Really? Yeah. Cover up of the century. What the fuck? Yeah, the one that apparently died. Yeah, yeah. They thought his found remains alive. were like buried in the backyard. Yeah, found oh alive, my. and no one's talking about it. What the fuck? That's so weird. Anyways, back to the story. Back to ancient Egypt. The Egyptians may have been the among the first civilizations to use condoms, but others soon followed. In ancient Rome, condoms were made from linen and animal intestine or bladder, which we kind of talked about in the Donner Party we did, episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The ancient Chinese fashioned sheaths from silk paper soaked in oil. In Japan, they used tortoise shell or animal horn that was used to cover the glands only. I'm sorry. So. Tortoise shell? That sounds awful. For both parties, yeah. but primarily females. Yeah. I don't know how they were using it, but it sounds absolutely like you're yeah you're not feeling it on one end and the other end you're feeling it in the worst way and the other option was horns yeah tortoiseshell or animal horn that was used to cover the glands only i don't know how that works anyways the <laughs> on archaic- this episode jacob and evan try to learn the private school kids try to learn anatomy <laughs> sex <laughs> The archaic Jukas tribe of New Guinea had a female condom made from a specific plant. Muslims and Jews during the Middle Ages covered the penis in tar or soaked it in onion juice. So I'm glad, tar? I'm glad we have rubber condoms now. <laughs> Bro, shout out Trojan. When the first well-documented outbreak of sexually transmitted disease syphilis occurred in the 15th century oh, among nice. French troops... The need for something to protect against disease became more essential, and linen sheaths soaked in a chemical solution were widely adopted. In addition to linen, some condoms during the Renaissance were made out of animal intestines or bladder. The condom was revolutionized in the early 19th century with the introduction of rubber. By 1850, several rubber companies began the mass production, and the rest is history. So there's your history lesson on the history of condoms. The history of sex. Wow. Brought to you by the Gems of History. So go home and soak some linen and chemicals and try that out for size. Or (laughs) go to the store. (laughs) (laughs) But is that as fun? Oh, man. Do it like the ancient Egyptians did. All right. Brews one thing of mead and now he's all about (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Zuki didn't like that. And we get copyright. So my next story. Uh, uh, that story came from the archaeologist, by the way. Oh, I should also note that my Super Bowl ring stories came from Bleacher Report and the rest of my stories from Associated Press. So my next one is 29-year-old women poses as teen to enroll in high school. That's very weird. We're going to take you to New Brunswick, New Jersey. This takes the whole trend of high schoolers not looking their age to a new level. Yeah. So like that that 70s show. Yeah. (laughs) And Greece. But a 29-year-old woman used false documents to enroll as a New Jersey high school student and attended classes over four-day period. That is honestly kind of scary because that's very predatory depending on what her intentions are. I can't imagine it's a 21 Jump Street situation. I, but what if she just really missed high school? Like, there could just be a very, like, pure... Re- there could be a very pure reason, but there could also be a very bad reason, depending on what her motive is. And, of course, the article says it's not yet known what the intentions were. She reportedly got the phone numbers of students who helped okay. her find her way through the high school and continued to text some of them 
days after the ruse was discovered. So yeah, she's a predator. Yeah, I don't think that's good. No. 29. Yeah, that's like our age. Can you imagine going back to high school right now? Bro, I can't even imagine listening to a high school. I'm very sorry if you're a teenager right now. But I can't imagine like even listening to a high schooler <laughs> like, try to say something. I see to high me. schoolers when I go to the gym, and they're, they're the just worst. the worst. They are the me worst. Me and my coworker were like ranting about it at work the other day because he goes to the gym at uh, at the Y, and he's like, "Yeah, now all these teenagers are going there, and they take like forty five minutes on one machine because they just sit on their phone, even though they see me waiting for the machine." It's like, get off of it. Yeah. Not to be all kids these days, but kids these days. Kids these days, man. They, they take forever. Get off my machine. Get off, yeah. <laughs> Your grandpa's trying to lift. <laughs> so is that like all the information they pretty much have then? So the woman has now been barred from ever entering school grounds in the entire school district. Good. And officials advise students to stop contacting her. The woman, or excuse me, the woman... Provided district officials with a false birth certificate. So that's how she got in. And schools in the state are required to immediately enroll unaccompanied children, even in the absence of records. So proof of guardianship was not needed to enroll in the school. Oh. And once enrolled, students then have 30 days to provide additional proof of identity. So because of the way that the school district and the state does their stuff she basically was able to do it without anyone like checking her homework that is like the we need to change that that needs to be changed for yeah sure. <laughs> you could you should probably have a guardian when you're trying to enroll in school, high school yeah i feel like someone should be there to check you in yeah because you have to have some sort of guardian whether it's like grandparents yeah. parents somebody but that is just un- also how do you fake a birth certificate that well how do you fake a... I don't even know what a birth certificate looks like. Yeah, I haven't looked... Uh, the only time I'm ever going to need it is going to the DMV <laughs> for something, probably. Oh, right. That is true. But... The only time I saw it was, like, my birth. Yeah, I, th- I feel like there's a little bit of responsibility on this school to do a little more due diligence for enrolling their students. The last line is the New Brunswick School District officials say they will review the district's enrollment process... In order to avoid similar incidents. So this is going to be like in the social network movie with Mark Zuckerberg, like where, uh, <laughs> where What's-His-Face plays him. And he's like, yeah, I just, I made your glaring security uh, issues on your website obvious. You're welcome. <laughs> so that's what she's going to do. Yeah, that's pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and then she's, she's going to start Facebook. This woman's going to start. <laughs> <laughs> she's bringing back MySpace, actually. Oh, that, I mean... Out of all the social medias, I think that would probably be better than anything we have now. So That is true. I can't, I have no idea what MySpace even was, but I doubt there were, you know, radical or maybe as many radical groups on, like no. we see on Twitter. My sister had it for a little bit and I kind of remember seeing the page, like the pages on it. And it was, it was kind of cool, honestly, like you could customize it however you wanted and stuff. And, and that's where like a lot of really cool metal bands started. Oh, like yeah. this, you could sell your stuff on there. So if we get to bring that back instead of all these websites that sell your data for ads. Or like deep fakes. Yeah. And well, AI. I'm pretty sure there's like controversy right now because some, I don't know what she is like famous for, but she's like verified on Twitter and has a big following. And I'm pretty sure someone just did a deep fake of her for like a porn thing. Ooh. And so I saw her statement today, like talking about it. I, I think she's a Twitch streamer is what it was. And she's like, yeah, I, I'm, I've never in my three years ever done anything sexual for my content. Now you guys have taken that liberty from me and used it without my consent for mm. like sexual gratification, which is tantamount to like being sexually assaulted pretty much. Yeah. So don't do that, guys. That's really fucked up. That is unbelievably But I hope up. she figures out some good recourse on whoever did that because that is not okay. Well, yeah. I mean, that's insane. Like, I can't imagine just going onto the internet where things live forever and seeing your body doing something that you haven't done. Like, yeah. that definitely opens up avenues for a lot of terrible things. Like, it- this is a very popular content creator. So, like, she can say, like, obviously this isn't me. 
but this could probably like take like bullying even to like the oh next yeah level, or like blackmailing extorting like to the next level well especially for twitch streamers because i'm pretty sure oh, right. the way that like deep fakes are made is they just take like individual frames of mm -hmm. that person like their head and stuff and then they can just cgi it using those metrics so for a twitch streamer you're on camera the whole time pretty much unless mm -hmm. you're like a doctor disrespect or something where you like use a, a persona or like you hide your face or whatever but yeah it's very it, it would be very easy theoretically to do something like that i'm not saying do it i don't know how to do it anyways but someone out there could probably figure that out pretty easily so this always or like stuff like that always makes me think i think it was 20 to 30 years ago where i believe it's bill gates talking about the internet first going like getting started and he's like I just can't wait to see what we're doing with the internet in 20 to 30 years. And then like you fast forward and it's like, Oh, we're just making porn deep fakes of deep Twitch fakes streamers. Of yeah. streamers. Imagine then, saying that to someone in the eighties. Yeah. They'd, any of those words, they would look at you like you of, had four heads. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> saying any of those words to that's very funny. Yeah. I feel like read like when they read war of the worlds on the radio and everyone thought it was real. What the hell? <laughs> the hell is a deep fake son yeah well I, I went through all of my stories so i guess you had a little additional one with that deep fake conversation but yeah you got some this, extra content this lady does the going back to the actual story that you had with this high school student being 29 and enrolling she i feel like she needs to face some sort of legal consequence for that yeah especially if she's continuing to pursue and like text like she's grooming those kids right in one way or another also i not to be like whatever but if this is a dude he's already in jail for like a hundred years like oh, i yeah. feel like there's gonna be some leniency just because i guess i mean women aren't considered more predatory but traditionally it, yeah i mean it goes both ways though so yes. she definitely needs to face some sort of consequence or like if she is mentally unstable like if she's mentally stuck in high school like that could be a thing too and that's just where like she feels like she belongs and in that case she needs to get like mental help oh 100 percent. So, i mean like high school was like cool but i don't think i, I want to go back yeah i don't really have any desire to go back to those days i can't imagine why i would want to go back you know like I mean, sports were cool yeah like, i didn't have to pay as many bills that's about it we had to our only and also at the same time like in high school like everything mattered like you cared about things yeah like far too much than you should have for yeah. in our reality it's like none of this that happens from 14 or 15 to 18 whatever none of this really matters in the grand scheme of things no like, if i could go back to that age right now then i can make mead and then we could have high school parties with homemade mead, <laughs> with homemade mead <laughs> that, would, of, that would be my thing instead of the parents liquor cabinet yeah whatever is in there <laughs> mom i need more honey where is all this honey going <laughs> i'm making tea <laughs> <laughs> throat hurts you know it's just like bottles and bottles or like jugs and jugs yeah. of fermented mead but if i was in the situation of being in high school again and a 29 year old sat down in my class hey guys be like <laughs> I feel like it'd be relatively obvious i guess but Do you I, think I don't know she maybe was like in like spanish one <laughs> <laughs> she's taking like pre-algebra she's like. doing yeah. she's doing oh my god yeah i wonder what classes she signed up i need to I see her schedule we need to see her course Did, schedule. what if she tried it like applying for sports teams and stuff she's just dunking <laughs> on everyone <laughs> i uh, truly need to see the class schedule that she had like, oh my gosh she's like ah oh, she's like on day four she's like ah oh, man Got a big pre-algebra thing. <laughs> Has to do my mad minutes. This woman needs either help in the form of a jail cell or help in the form of some sort of counseling. Probably a mixture of the two. Yeah, and I wouldn't put it past being both. Yeah, no, because that's definitely weird to be like. If it wasn't that she had been keeping in contact with the kids afterwards, like, oh yeah, I needed their help to get through the school. Okay, why are you still texting him then? You already got discovered. Oh, man. And also, like... And to the kids that are... Ne they're never listening to this podcast. No, but, and off chance that one of you is listening, don't talk to her. 
or anyone, if there's an adult in your life that is a little sus, you don't need to interact. Yeah. Do not always listen <laughs> Do to not adults. engage. <laughs> Do not listen Stand to down. adults. Oh, but I should have also said the woman was charged uh, with providing a false document. Okay. But we don't know what kind of sentence. I feel like that's just going to be a fine. It's like, what, like? I'll probably be like, like 500 bucks. Yeah, I was going to say like 500 buck fine and she's off. I mean, it'd be on her record, but. Right. I don't think that's going to do much for her to change her ways. Yeah, I feel like just the $500 fine. It's insane. Four days. So yeah. that's like that's four almost days. a full week of school. <laughs> and like, the, what were the teachers up to? Yeah. Were the teachers like, oh, hello, new student? Because, I mean, she enrolled in January. This is like an anime like, where like the new girl stands up in front of class. <laughs> and she's like the supermodel, like right. 45-year-old woman. <laughs> that is so... Uh, and the rest of the episode, we're just going to be talking about classic anime tropes. Yeah. I've been starting to watch anime again lately. I haven't. I kind of took like a really long break from like seriously watching it. Now mm-hmm. I'm starting to get back into it. So, well, I mean, Vinland Saga. Yeah, I haven't watched the new stuff yet. I heard it's fantastic. It though. Is it's they picked up? They're they're doing the right the right stuff. Yeah, the thing is, like, I took such a long break from all these shows that now that they're back, I have no idea what's going on oh, anymore. So. I had to watch a YouTube video of like recapping it. Yeah, it's like I don't remember. And like when I watched the last episode, I think I was like half falling asleep. Last just because like it was like so good, though. right? Just because like it was late, and I watched like twelve that day. Yeah, so <laughs> I feel that. But uh, yeah, it's it's good. I also started watching um, Spy Family or Spy yes, X Family. Dude, it's so that you've good. always recommended, and it's it's a fun one. It it's is fun. the most adorable show, dude. I love it so much. It is very fun. It's like perfect to throw on after you've had like a long day at work, and you just want to like sit down and relax. Just throw that on, and you'll get some laughs. It is very funny, and like there's also just a random like incredible fight scene too. Yeah. Like when they're in the theme park. Yeah. Like, no spoilers, but who would have thought that an anime about a spy forming a fake family would be that cute and like right. that well animated? Very entertaining. <laughs> yeah. As well. So if you're into anime or you just generally want something new to check out, Spy it's called Spy mm-hmm. X Family is the anime name, but yeah, you can probably find it somewhere to watch. Yeah, I mean, I, we've talked about it several times on the show, but it's just fun to watch. Like, this yeah. the genre. Like, personally, I avoid, like, the... I typically only do, like, the more popular ones. Like, Demon Slayer. I also loved, like, rewatching some of the old ones that I've watched as a kid. Like, Yu Yu Hakusho. Okay, yeah. Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, Cowboy Bebop's really good. That's my jam. Um, But it's, like, super... I don't know. Don't have like the stigma around it keep you from enjoying something great. yeah live your life by that holy cow i mean i the first one i ever watched was attack on titan with a friend of mine named tim Mm -hmm. and then after that i watched sword art online which is like one of the most critically panned shows by like a lot of anime fans so it it is very good it it is both of those are very it's a lot of fun and it's like a perfect starter anime honestly but yeah there's a lot of good stuff out there if you just like kind of extend your uh horizon a little bit it's also just thinking of some of the things I've seen. It can only be done via like yeah. anime, like some of the action sequence and fight scenes, and there are also just like weird tropes of it that. Like, oh yeah, there's a lot of if you start getting into the more like lesser known stuff, it gets really weird very fast. It gets very creepy. I mean, sometimes. even Sword Art Online is very questionable. <laughs> there are some points where it's like, I should. Turn this off. Tentacles, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they do love those tentacles. Yeah, but okay. Well, but we, yeah. So a twenty-nine-year-old tried to get into high school. Well, was, <laughs> Godspeed to her recovery from that whole ordeal, because she needs some help. <laughs> yeah, you gotta. You, you can't do that. No, that's not okay. <laughs> For multiple reasons, <laughs> it just makes it's just very funny looking back at pictures from ten years ago. Like, we look completely different. (laughs) It's so funny. Austin, our friend that's been on the show multiple times, his fiance liked like two pictures of me and him from like 2014. Yeah. And we look so bad. Oh, yeah. We're like little nerds. 
Oh my gosh. Probably wearing Hollister and oh, or yeah. Abercrombie and Fitch. I was wearing an Aeropostale with like the like imbe- it was the embossed lettering on it with like the <laughs> uh, it's so bad. What was fashion like 10 why, years yeah, ago? Yeah, why was that a thing? That was so bad. Remember walking into like a Pack Sun or a Hollister and being like I still this like Pack Sun, but Pack Sun was a bad example, but I think it's more Hollister. But like Hollister or yeah. American Eagle. Yeah. Like Hollister's just so dark they all have the same clothes it's just a different name it's all the same thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the spider-man meme yep all right guys well that's all we got for you on this episode i hope you guys like this let us know if you did because if you did then we can kind of pepper these in every once in a while when we have some off weeks to do research or whatever but if you guys don't like them then we'll, we won't do them anymore <laughs> we'll just not do episodes those weeks we're a podcast of the people or we'll just throw something together <laughs> like we oh like this wasn't well totally not thrown together yep or we'll just have like zuki sniff the mic for five oh, to seven minutes we'll figure something out mm-hmm. it'll be done or i'll do more solo episodes <laughs> you can't stop don't, the content don't machine. force me to do that because i don't want to <laughs> i do have to ask like obviously i heard like the final product but like the process of it yeah i it was weird because i like wrote the notes <laughs> so I was like writing I wrote like a script for myself right. <laughs> like I was like how do I make this flow like it's a conversation mm-hmm. but also make it so that it's like not very awkward so I had to like try and find a happy medium of me like doing skits on my own and stuff but I'm just picturing like you still go through like the entire flow like set up a table put a blanket on oh, the no. table like just so, like you're in the same mindset like put up a chair but put up a chair but no one's listening no no, no one's I, sitting i literally was laying on my couch with the mic stand like hovering above my face That's and the awesome. computer on my lap underneath a blanket in my pajamas it was very cozy that we love that the part cozy. i liked yeah <laughs> you don't have to like lean your back up a little yeah, bit so. and i didn't have to leave my house so that was nice too but no, not that i don't not that i hate coming here but it would save me some trouble you know right and right. it was like the worst snowstorm we've had all winter that night so you were very clutch yeah so oh yeah we came back i was in boston uh girlfriend yeah we never even talked about your trip (laughs) yeah we went to the most historical city in the country pretty much (laughs) 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 oh yeah it was good i mean boston's a unbelievable city we uh i'll only tell one one story but we spent most of the day just like going to like the uss constitution which is like old ironsides like the famous boat um, checked out the museum there. How saw... did they float a document? <laughs> oh. What? I didn't even get the USS that. Constitution. Oh, kid, I, they put it in a bottle and threw it. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been real small. Um, we also saw like Bunker Hill, but after all that, we uh, went to a bar and we sit down at the bar. We order drinks, and these two older guys, probably like sixties, are sitting at the end of the bar. And there's chit chat, and we chit chat a little bit with them. So they were out of town, and he's like, Well, do you like chowda? And like the stereotype of like the accent, very true. And we're like, Yeah, we'd love to like try some. He's like, All right, bartender, get us two chowdas. <laughs> so this man, this Bostonian, bought us two bowls of clam chowder. We didn't ask for them, but like just picked up our tab on two bottles. Wow. Two, Two bowls of uh, clam chowder. What and it guy. was It was fantastic. That is hilarious. <laughs> but it was just very, very funny. And that then, is the most, like, Boston thing that could ever happen to you. It's so Boston that I don't like telling the story just because I know people are going to be like, that didn't happen. Yeah. But, like, I swear to you, it happened. We walked into a bar, sat in a bar, and someone ordered us clam chowder. Two Wisconsinites walk into a bar yeah. <laughs> and they get clam chowder. Right. Did not see that one coming. Yeah. yeah, it was fun. Boston's a great city. I highly recommend it. Maybe not go in like, well, we got great weather, but maybe not going like January or February, but in the spring or like the fall, I've heard it's just incredible. That's where the Elizabeth Gardner Museum is, right? Is that in Boston, I think? The one that had the big bank heist that, or the big art heist yeah that we talked about. yeah you're yeah, right because i want to i want to go visit that place sometime so yeah that'd be fun to do yeah it's it's a great city highly recommend and everyone's like every, i think the another stereotype is like everyone on the east coast is like bitter and mean and whatever everyone like we talked to was great like super nice super Hell fantastic yeah. and 
I guess more maybe just depend where you go. Yeah, like New York is kind of different. I feel like if you go there, it's like such a busy city. Like everyone's kind of just looking out for themselves at that point. So right. it's a little different. Like it's just survival. So, sure. but like Boston, I feel like is a little more low key where people kind of just hang out. Friendly neighborhood guys. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Cool. But Well, that's all we got for you guys this week. Like I said, let us know if you like this format episode. Maybe we'll do some more in the future. Not a lot of them. Because we have actual stuff that we can talk about when we do episodes. Yeah, but. there's history to cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we have episode 100 coming up. So we are very excited about it. Uh, we've got some stuff planned. So everyone can look forward to that. All that vague stuff that I just said. All the stuff and things coming right around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we will be back with that next week. So until then, this will have to... Oh, you look like you have something up. Oh, like our social medias. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no one needs them. No one needs them. Uh, yeah, you want to plug those real quick? So you can find that's very funny. I was like, <laughs> you you looked like you had like this huge aha moment. Like I needed to say something. Yeah, uh, you can find us on not LinkedIn. You can find us okay, on Alex. <laughs> you're right. You can find us on tw- <laughs> you can find us on Twitter. At gems underscore history. You can find Jacob on Twitter at Jacob from Wisco and then myself at Whatevskis. You can also find us on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok and Facebook at Gems of History Podcast. And on Facebook, that's our discussion group. Um, absolutely feel free to join and join in the discussion. Join the gang. Rate us five stars on wherever you listen to your podcasts. Check out Jacob on the YouTubes every Friday. Not this Friday, though, because I'm going to be in Florida. Not not going to do one from the beach. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll talk to you guys later. Everyone stay polished. <laughs>